Well, the last bye week was eventful. Uh, so seven weeks, eight weeks later, uh, you're back after bye week number two. How much better do you think uh, you are, Trey, the offense is compared to when you took the job over? Well, I know I got rest this particular bye week, so that was a positive for me. But uh, for us, it's, again, it's just uh, focusing on the details, right? Mm-hmm. Focusing on us, focusing on the process, and just trying to go out and put a, a great product out offensively, you know, trying to go out and score as many points as we can and try to play this game, um, you know, in unison with the other two phases of the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like, you know, everybody needs that much-needed rest and, and come back and finish the season strong, however many games that may be. Last seven games, four and three. There's an argument you should have been six and one, right. <laughs> closing out Winnipeg or Calgary on Labor Day. Right. But, hey, it is what it is. You're four right. and three in the last seven. Right. What have you seen? Uh, you know what? I've seen guys that have uh, come out and tried to, completely execute what we've asked them to execute you know what I mean like they've come out they've been very physical uh week in and week out I mean a couple of those games like you said we could easily be six and one sitting Mm -hmm. here we had a lead on Winnipeg had a lead on Calgary you know unfortunate that we ended up losing those games but um you know if you're just looking at it from the second half of the season Mm -hmm. you know this is the way that we should be playing on a more consistent basis so um just hoping the guys that can continue to do that uh for this last phase of it it's been really neat to see Trey Ford work, mm-hmm. the maturation. Like right. he's really learning on the job, which you don't really see a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we are, I guess, because we're a bit of the quarterback drain. You right. can't wait two, three years to, right. to cut your teeth. Right. Um, this is his second year. Mm-hmm. We have seen the highest of highs where he's running all over the place, making these big, deep throws and all that. And we see... You know, the last game against BC where it's like people are shocked, dismayed, surprised, um, and yet he's still got some things done. So Trey Ford, from when you gave him the, the, the job of starter to now, what are you seeing? Well, uh, Trey earned the job, in my opinion. I mean, I understand, you know, we decided to go on a different route. Uh, once the bye week was over, but at that point in time, you know, in my mind, and I and I spoke with Trey about that. You know, uh, I told him in my mind it's still a competition, and you know that was between you know him and Daggy at the time. And uh, but you know I feel like Trey stepped up and took the bull by the horns and and started to lead the guys. I feel like we got a spark of energy for mm-hmm. sure uh, from you know from how he plays and and the way he goes out there and makes plays and like you was mentioned before, running around finding guys deep. Mm-hmm. You know those are the type of explosions that you need to get the energy up in the other two phases and, and Trey stepped up and did that so um, you know I'm happy of his maturation and, and how he's moving along and how he's slow, slowly getting better week in and week out you know when you have defensive players that are you know unprompted going well what about Trey Ford Trey Ford has <laughs> been the big difference yeah. isn't that the key for a quarterback is to have the influence on the entire team. That's exactly right. Like, if you look at the upper echelon of teams right now, when you get to talking about the Winnipegs and the Torontos and BCs right now, if, you know, uh, Chad Kelly and Vernon Adams and Zach Caleros, those guys, you know, give their team spark because the guy, the rest of the guys, the other 45, 46 guys that are, that are on that roster that are traveling, they know exactly what to expect, expect out of those guys. And so, you know, is there something wrong with us having a quarterback? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like, you know, it's almost like a bad thing if we've got a quarterback. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's awesome that Trey, like I said, it's awesome that he stepped up. It's awesome that, you know, he gives gives the team a spark and he gives the guys an offensive spark to understand that, hey, we have to run our routes. We have to keep running because we never know when yeah. the ball may come up to us. So, um, you know, just just him being able to, to be creative with his legs and, um, you know, keep defenses off guard, then, you know, that's what we need right now offensively. You know, one uh, comment I've heard lately is, 
targets. Well, Gina Lewis only has seven targets in two games. Mm-hmm. So I ask you, is that a problem or is that just the way it goes sometimes? It's just the way it goes sometimes. Gino Lewis is in a lot of the first or second reads of what we go to. Right. But, you know, if the protection break down or if Trey has to end up running to the right as opposed to the left, if Gino's on the left side, I mean, what can we do about that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, at the end of the day, you know, uh, you can sit down and watch the film and, uh, you know, Gino's definitely in a lot of the reads, whether the ball goes up to him or not, you know, that's up to two when he throws it. You know, another thing uh, that we have seen is the explosion of the run game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Trey's been a part of that, but Kevin Brown has mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always say, look, yes, Jarius Jackson's a former quarterback, but mm-hmm. he values the run game. Mm-hmm. So tell me about being more of a run first team than a pass first team right now. Uh, run first always helps the quarterback. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't like for the quarterback to have to drop back every play and make nine million decisions. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, if we can shrink the amount of times that he actually has to make decisions, then I think it helps him make better decisions throughout the game when we need him to make that right decision. So, you know, having a run game where he knows he's going to turn around and have it to Kevin Brown and just watch the play like the other people in the stands, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all for it. And, and, and furthermore, it helps the offensive line. It allows them to be physical, allows them to come off the ball and set the tone. And then so now when we do decide to drop back and pass, if you've seen, you go watch the games when the run games have been well Trey has all day to throw the ball and that's because you're trying to keep the defense as much as you can you're trying to keep that front six off balance I think you said the key it's important for the quarterback to not have to make nine million decisions. That's exactly right. And that's that's the most important part for me. And you know, I'd love to ball, throw the ball around the yard forty times a game, but you're also putting your quarterback in a position and the O line in position where they're constantly being uh, passive rather than being aggressive. You could get hurt too. And you could get hurt. Exactly right. So, so that's the reason. You know, my, I'm in my mentality is a run first team. But at the end of the day, if defenses start stacking the box, I have no problem with passing it as well. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.